Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PurchaseGrowRoom.com. In this week's Grow Guides, we're going to be talking about tips and tricks to help you have a better, more successful grow. Just random things that we learned throughout our growing experience that we would like to pass down onto you guys to help you guys out. And if you have any suggestions and feedback and tips and tricks that you'd like to share with us, then you can either go to the YouTube video and leave some comments there, or you can find us on social media, send us an email, and we'll cover them in next week's listener mail. So if you have anything to add to any of these, then please do let us know. We're always happy to take on suggestions. So anyway, uh, lots of tips and tricks in this episode. Some great questions in the listener mail section at the end as well. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But for now, let's just get stuck in with the grow guides. I'll speak to you at the end of this. See you in a bit. So this is Grow Guides, like episode 41, I think. So we've been through a lot of shit so far. We've covered absolutely everything you need to know about growing cannabis. And I think it's time for us to go into more detail on some specifics of the whole growing process. But for now, for this episode, we want to talk about tips and tricks, just simple things that we've learned through our own growing experiences that we might, or that we think might be useful to new growers or even experienced growers who haven't heard these tips and tricks before. Maybe random MacGyver, MacGyver, that guy, remember him? Yeah. I know more, he's Jack O'Neill from SG1, you know what I'm saying? For TV. Okay, yeah, the guy who used to invent things out of nothing. He was a he was survivor, survivor MacGyver. The guy that could uh, diffuse warheads with a paperclip and a rubber band. Yes. With a bazooka out of cardboard tube and some mothballs. Yeah. 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 I prefer McGruber. McGruber. <laughs> KFBR392. KFBR392. Fuck yeah, I love that show. So advice for stoners, man. Yeah, let's uh what does anybody have any good ones which they want to get off straight away? What's the best advice you would, you would offer? Yeah, that's definitely a, a good one, man. Don't get Lots too carried away. Yes. Lots of cow mag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Be serious, DG. Some people don't know you're joking, bro. Or are you joking? Uh, well, I mean, the situation calls for it. Yeah, yeah, no. Keep, yeah, I agree. Keep it simple. You know, um, mm-hmm. don't overreact when shit's like, what is that? Like, oh my god, I gotta fucking go to the grocery store, buy everything, buy every fucking poison, and do everything all at once. So I don't know what actually fixed it or made it worse. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And usually, when you start doing that, you're doing more damage than good. Yeah. So chill and uh, take a path. So one of my my first tips, therefore, would be based on what we've already just talked about is join a forum Mm -hmm. because you're going to have questions no matter where you are at on your growing journey. And there's somebody who has answers and maybe pick up a reference guide like uh, the Cannabis Growers Handbook um, Mm -hmm. by Ed Rosenthal or Jorge Cervantes. Both have great books that we talked about actually a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, man, uh, the forum is, is going to be a major one. And Percy's yeah. Grow Room is the best one out there, you know, being biased as I am sometimes. <laughs> and free. Yeah, it's completely free. And there's so many good members out there. You're not going to post up anything and be like, can somebody help me with this? And nobody's going to be there like, oh, why is your leaf yellow? You're such a shit grower. You shouldn't be even getting involved in this shit. Because some nope. forums are like that, like legit. We don't allow that at Percy's. Yeah, that, that's some bullshit, man. We yeah. only, only have good advice over at Percy's. That's it. Yeah. an easy way to get yourself kicked yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> we like a good vibe so if you're over there to help people hey you're welcome come mm-hmm. on so if you're a new grower looking to get into it then percy's grow room is the perfect place for you you, you, you can learn all the basics very easily loads of good people and you know it's a place to talk about your new hobby as well which is important having that sense of community yeah believe you my, my missus doesn't want me to talk to it about her to her. The only place I can talk is Percy. So yeah, mm-hmm. by all means, does she go like, over to Percy's. Does she, does she just sort of like listen for a little bit and then oh, kind no. of like that Absolutely. just glasses over? Is that, yeah, is that what of, I get? She, she'll come in here 
she'll say hello oh you're on the call she'll say hello she's out she's done that's it um, it's pretty much she doesn't want to see what's in the tent she only wants to know what's in the jars and she wants to what she say like okay i'm out of amnesia that means she wants it ground the jar refilled and brought to her <laughs> <laughs> and i, and I, like I, I hate to admit it i do it so yeah another piece of advice an important one is and you know there's there's three main pieces especially for people who are growing in places where it's still prohibited is the the three rules man you have to follow those three rules very very important you know you don't tell anybody about the grow you don't sell and you cover the smell of the grow because you don't want people finding out about that that's like Because mm -hmm. you don't just have to worry about police; you have to worry about people coming to steal the crop as well. You know, there's lots you have yeah. to be concerned about. So just keep it to yourself, man. Nobody needs to know about this shit. If you want to talk about your grow with somebody, then you head over to for the forum, Percy's, Percy'sGrowing.com, yeah. and you can talk about it with us all day long. But don't tell anybody in real life. And you, you might tell, you might want to tell your friend, like. I, I can trust Dave. Dave's not going to tell anybody, you know, and he ain't going to kick my door off. But we'll have a conversation with somebody at some point and mention it to them. And then that person mentions it to their friend. And it, it just gets spread around. Before you know it, there's people who know about your grow, but you don't even know know about yeah. your grow. You know, so just, just don't tell anybody, man. Keep it to yourself. Yeah, it was good advice. I was told early on, it's like, you know, people who don't grow think it's cool to know somebody who does. Mm -hmm. So they will repeat the fact that they know somebody and that will get repeated again and again and again. It will grow. You know, the rumor will grow. And so, you know, don't do it. Just yes, don't need to don't, don't come to true. Percy's talk to us. We don't we don't ask questions. Even here in Canada under legalization, you would think, you know, you know, and it, it is true to a point people don't give a fuck so much, but people still like you know oh you grow oh wow because like most people that grow here kind of aren't you know long-term growers like myself or other people so yeah it's like i i'm pretty open about my shit because i'm you know here and doing what i'm doing here and i'm on this fucking show right now you know doing what i'm doing because i'm trying to make some sort of a career type shit out of it eventually but yeah it's still like something i kind of worry about sometimes i don't bring people to my house that i don't absolutely 100 percent trust and even that it's like you know um so yeah it's it's still a thing here in canada people still get their shit stolen so it's a good advice keep it on a dl um yeah if you want to, if you want to do it long term you're not gonna it's not gonna happen if you're telling everyone about it mm -hmm. <laughs> That's it. Keep it to yourself, man. And then just choose the right medium for you as well. You have to know how how much cannabis you're going to need throughout the a growth cycle, for example. And yeah, you have to also know how much time you can spend on that grow as well. So, you know, if you can't be around it every day, you can only visit a couple of times a week, then maybe soil is going to be the best option. But if you can be there every day and you want to keep control of things, then maybe hydro is the best option. Just make sure you know which medium you have the right one. Cause you don't want to be too stressed. Like you, you don't mm. have time to go visit the fucking grow room today. So you're going to get stressed about it. You don't have time to water it and get runoff and shit. So you just choose what's best for you. Cause you want to try and enjoy it. And the hydro can take a lot of time when soil could be more forgiving in that aspect. So mm. on that, on that same point, choose a strain that's hardy and grows without too much stress input, if you know what I mean. Like, so don't yeah. be out there growing exotics that need specific temps and VPDs and things. Just start easy. Start with a widow, start with oh, more man. lights, like something, something that you can that's really gonna essentially grow itself with very mm -hmm. little input from you. That way you get to learn how it runs through its paces, what it does, when it does it, what you need to give it. And then you can move into those, those other exotics. I mean, if you want to go with an exotic straight up, go nuts. But when shit goes sideways, it, it goes sideways. So something that you don't have to worry about those little things. And it's a mm -hmm. bit more sort of pest resistant, mold resistant and stuff. That's, that's sort of the way mm -hmm. that for most new growers, that's what I, I tell them. Go with something oh. easy. 
Yeah, I'd also, I'd also add to that for a new grower, look look at something that's going to be a little bit shorter flowering because your patience is not going to be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Know, you you want something that's going to be finished in seven to eight weeks, something like that for your first grow, pretty much. <laughs> you know, ideally, that would be nice. Yeah, don't be growing no 32 weeks sativas or something like well, that. Well, I mean, I've seen people jump <laughs> on the super silver haze first run 16 weeks and then you know, have to yeah. get halfway through it. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you harvest it and you still got a three month cure. So, yeah. Yeah. Mission, man. It, it takes longer than expected. Expect it to take longer. That's another good tip. You know, mm. expect it to take longer than expected because it, the first run does. does that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And it can feel like it takes forever, but it, it's worth it to wait until it gets to the right time and harvest and enjoying it properly. It's important. Yeah. Cause you, you, you do forget, you forget that you've also got that, you know, almost a month afterwards that's your dry and cure period. So, you know, add that into if it's your first run. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we understand your first run, you're going to, you're going to snitch a bud and you're going to fast. <laughs> we all do it. It's all, everybody <laughs> here's done it once upon a time. So yeah, we understand, but we're trying to be real with you. There's another important one where you can skip paying the big price tag for certain things like grow tent doesn't matter so much. You can get the cheap one of that and upgrade later on. But when it comes to your light, you want to try and get the best one you possibly can because that, that that's an important piece of the, uh, the whole growth setup. But then when it comes to pH meters and EC meters as well, you don't want to buy cheap ones of those because they'll be unreliable and they'll need calibrating more often. Uh, it's just, it's better to pay that extra bit and get good, reliable EC and pH meters somewhere like blue labs always have good ones mm -hmm. and uh, essentials have decent ones as well, but any cheaper than that. And you're looking at possibly having problems with them. Well, and, it, and you, right there is, is another good tip right off the bat. You know, if you're growing cannabis, you probably need a pH meter. Mm -hmm. So yeah. put it in your startup costs because a lot of people try to start without a pH meter and it can cause you more problems than it's worth. Mm -hmm. So by all means, that's one of the first pieces of equipment you need. And if you're in any kind of hydro, you need an EC meter. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the pH meter, especially like, I don't test my runoff or anything like that. Like you guys do or EC for that matter. I don't, uh, because, you know, my super soil is kind of self, you know, whatever doing it, it does what it does by itself. But uh, if for nothing else, test your water, wherever mm -hmm. you are, so you need mm -hmm. to do a water test um, with whatever water source you're going to be using. Cause pH is important um, in terms of your irrigation water. It can throw off your pH in your soil quite quickly. And it's a really easy thing to fix. You know, once you know where your pH is out of your tap water, your well water, your river water, whatever the fuck water you're using, you might not have to adjust it at all. But uh, if you do, then uh, like for me, I my water stays pretty much constant in terms of its quality coming out of the tap all year round. And I don't have to measure it anymore, but I know exactly how much pH down I need to use when I have to adjust it, right? So, and it's important that I do because like I said, it can fuck up the pH in your in your plants in your root mm -hmm. zone and, and uh, that's not that, good yeah that causes trouble then yeah no, so yeah it's good good advice get a good one um uh, i've got i've got another one here because this one has fucked me up in the past in the early days is that don't grow too many plants in your tent you know if you're mm -hmm. doing a normal if you're, unless you're doing a micro grow, grow specifically where you can have more plants but if you expect to just grow a few normal plants then don't try putting like seven of them in a four by four tent. I've tried that and it didn't go too well. <laughs> so yeah, two foot uh, by two foot, like a four foot square space is what you want to put aside for each plant. So, and sorry, two foot by two foot. Yeah. That's what I said in it. Two foot by two foot, four foot, foot uh, square. So in a four foot tent, for example, four foot by four foot, a 1.2 by 1.2 meter tent, you'd fit four plants in there. Don't try and put five, uh, you know, and yeah. definitely don't try and put six. Just a four is plenty, unless you're specifically doing a micro grow. Yeah. Or if you're doing something like Bubble Hawk does, he likes to grow them bigger and lets the whole plant take the tent. Mm -hmm. One so, plant, but in four that case, by you're four. still not overcrowding. <laughs> so yeah, by all means, give them space to grow. Yeah, it is a lot of trimming for one plant, though. Just so you're aware. 
That's a, a four lot. By four. Yeah, yeah, four by four single. Use like the last my last run. Oh really? <laughs> the last the last four by eight run I did, I did I started with four, culled down to three, and ended up with one of the Clark Kent's armpits taking over a full side. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as as long as you don't overextend the plants onto them, you know, you maximize your canopy space, but not overdo it. Is is how I try to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, and but, size is important when it comes to things like that as well. The size of the plants. Make sure you've got a decent yeah. size pot, but it would depend on what size, what medium you're using as well. If you're growing in soil, then you especially living soil, you're going to tend to need uh, bigger pots so the microbes and the bacteria in the soil can have a good, you know, enough space to thrive. But if you're going for hydroponics, then you can go for a smaller pot, especially in like cocoa, rock wall, and things like that. Ten to twelve liter pots are usually fine. Uh, in for cocoa and soilless mediums ah. like that but when you're doing deep water culture the dwc then you want like a 20 20 to 25 liter bucket of water for that so there's plenty of food space uh, five gal five gal fabric pots for the cocoa send it if, if you want the monsters yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's i feed them i'll feed them up to three times a day so yeah. At that point, you you've got to have the time. Yeah, that's a lot, man. That's a lot of feeding. You can do it auto auto feed it, do you? Well, so I basically make up a um, I make up a res, and then it just comes on. I've got it set to come on for a couple of minutes in the middle of the day, and um, so it's about a hundred liter res, and I just fill that up, and I'll go through a res every couple of days. And there's another one we can do for you. Another tip there is. Get yourself a fucking air stone. It doesn't matter mm. what medium you're in, whether it's hydroponic or soil or what. Just getting an air stone, and when you mix up your bottle or your your bucket with all your nutrients in and your water before you feed your plants, then you can use an air stone in there. Just add a little bit of oxygen and keep it bubbling. The plants are happy with that shit. So even if it's soil, even if you're just going to use water, then drop it in there. It, 24 hours. If you got tap water, for example, and you get your air stone and drop it in there 24 hours before your plants need feeding then it'll help all the chlor- chlorine evaporate out of the water and just add a shitload of air to it. So the, plant, the plants like that and the soil likes that and the microbes like that too. So get an air mm. stone, man. Get an air stone. It's not too expensive. You, you can let your res sit. Don't let it sit for too long. Mm. That's mm. the biggest thing. Because yeah, the, as it sits and you'll, you'll, you want the water moving to keep it all mixed as well. So especially if you're using things like... Um, organic teas and things like that the heavier stuff's going to fall to the bottom and then you, it's going to get sucked up by your pump because your pump's going to be at the bottom anyway so well usually <clears throat> so if you want to yeah if you, you just don't well too too long's like more than half a day so for me i wouldn't be letting it sit more than half a day without having some form of run through and i'm still stirring it if i can but if i'm not if i'm not going to be in there worrying about it and and messing around with it then i'll have a, something in there to get the water keep the water moving like a, a air stone or another another pump just moving water around a bit what do you say Marge? you got any pieces of advice you could offer there uh, i think the one thing i would say is if you're new to growing or you're thinking about doing it consider starting out with a micro grow or even if you've been growing for a while but you want to try something out mm-hmm, new mm-hmm. you're not really sure how you're going to like it a micro grows are really easy way to get into it without investing a ton of money or time or energy and you can see if you know you're even really into growing or if you're just going to kill everything then (laughs) (laughs) you start which you probably shouldn't if you're getting good advice from books and percy's but i've been really enjoying doing the micro grows because i don't have a lot of time and space to do like a bigger setup right now but Mm -hmm. it still allows me to keep keep growing and you know, I'm puttering around, looking out, checking them out every single day. And I really yeah. like it. But, and that's a, yeah. another good one with the micro grows as well, because there's something that we all underestimated the first time round, And that's how long trimming takes. Right. Like, trimming is <laughs> yes. a fucking mission. Uh, well, but if so you're doing the micro. Yeah, there's a reason it's called trim jail, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> I spent I 16 hours trimming four big 
butter, blue cheese plants, which are growing DWC way back in the day. And that broke me. And I still haven't. It's been like a decade since then. And I still hate trimming because of that day. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so you have to be prepared for your trim. Right? Well, Especially one reason normal... I became a better trainer was so that I could trim, make, make my trim easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd, I'd rather train the plant to grow very large buds and not have to deal with small little bitty things everywhere. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess my tip would be learn how to train, learn how to, to grow mm-hmm. larger buds and you'll spend less time in trim jail. Yeah, and that, that's a good way to get a better yield as well as by doing some training. And we've done an episode on lustrous training or scrugging at least. So, um, well, I was going to say that there's, there's another one. But yeah, when it comes to trimming, make sure you're properly prepared. You know, get some food ready that you ain't going to have to go out and, and prepare anything because once you've started, you're going to stink. <laughs> you know, on these bigger harvests, not when you've got a few micro grows, but you know, if you've got the four plants in a 1.2 by 1.2 meter tent, for example, then you've got to set aside at least an hour per plant when you're doing the trimming. At mm-hmm. least you want more like two. You know, you, you should be listening to one episode of High and Homegrown per each plant that is harvested. So it takes a fucking while, man. Two, two hours is a good amount of time, two and a half hours for each plant. So yeah, it's but you know mission. how it goes, Mackie. The first first plant you trim in, those buds would look really, really, really nice. You know, by the time you get them to that last plant, that's close enough. I don't need to take mm. that off. Throw, yeah. it pile. Throw it in the yeah. pile. It's good. <laughs> I'll get it later. I usually start and they're nice manicured and then I oh, get yeah. it halfway through and there's a little bit more left on it. And then by the time I get to the end, it's just like this square bud. But yeah, that being properly prepared for your harvest is definitely a, a good one. You, know, you don't want to be doing anything the next day. You try to get a couple of days off work. Make sure you got enough scissors. You want some some good scissors and a few pairs, not just one pair. Yeah, and, and also use yeah. uh, gloves with that as well, so you can put them in the freezer and get your scissor hash and shit afterwards. But you are right about the trimming. You don't really have to do that as much with the microgrows. There's very little trimming involved. And of course your yields aren't as big, but if anybody's seen uh, any of the pictures that TG has posted recently of some of his microgrows, cause I'm still working on getting mine to look like that. But <laughs> I mean, those are some mm. pretty fantastic looking buds. So I actually just chopped three of them down last night. I made a video too, but I fucked up with some like, <laughs> Miss Wing and I can't post that because it sounds like I'm an idiot. So we'll be making a video. Editing is your friend, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, only audio. I, you can chop out audio. It's gonna be like, yeah, no, uh, it's half the fucking video. So, well, what um, kind of was, yields was, did you get from those micros? Well, I can't say. You'll have to watch the oh. video because oh. I. <laughs> well, but you're not issuing the video. No, I will. I, uh, I'm going to make a new one because I still have seven plants to cut down yet. I only cool. cut three of them down. But yeah, you know how long it, uh, it was the purple god buds for anybody that's uh, been paying attention to those videos. The purple god buds. Um, guess how long they took me? Um, 65 days. No, I mean like to trim. Oh, to, to oh point. about 30 seconds. Like, yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. Probably 25 seconds. Just because it's a single bud stick that you just go, you know, and if you use the right cultivars and stuff, um, you can just almost leave all the leaves on because a lot of them are so frosty and shit. And it's, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't get very much uh, so far because these plants were, the purple god buds were tiny, but the, the ones in the back, my Charlotte's Angel crossed with uh, Crystalline Entity, those are fucking huge. They look like, yeah, they were enormous. Yeah, Billy so Bonds uh, bought a good one up there a couple of times. Don't rub your eyes when you're trimming. Try not to get that THC <laughs> in your eyes, man, because it's oh, burns. That's mm. it. I've never done that. Yeah, 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 it's bad. It's bad. Eyes and trichomes don't mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah, I don't know. What more advice Sweet. do we have? I mean, there's there's so many things, but you have to learn a lot as you just go through. And... I have a good yeah. one. Um, you know, when you need stuff, don't just like go to a fucking buy it all website. Like, no, like no offense to the grow shops. And it's, it's good that they offer this stuff because it's there. And usually they're barely competitively priced, I guess. But like, I'm a big fan of recycling or more appropriately upcycling. 
Um, so if you have shit around the house, like for plant risers, for example, I was just posting about this, forget, uh, in, in the hot box, I think, for Martin's hot box, because people were asking about these things to keep your plant out of the water. And I'm like, just use fucking bottle caps, right? You know, mm -hmm. milk jugs or orange juice container tops or whatever, and then put those in your tray and you can use that to raise your plants up. Like I MacGyver, that shit, right? <laughs> MacGyver, yeah. back to MacGyver. Yeah, B. MacGyver is, is my, or MacGruber. Well, probably not my group, but he's kind of <laughs> dumb, but yeah, like find shit around the house that will work, right? Uh, I use fucking paper clips to to tie my plant down. I unwind the paper clip and then, because like I'm really cheap, right? I could go buy a $2 thing of plant ties, but I'm like, yeah, I get lots of paper clips. So I'll just use those and they work, you know, just fine for my yeah. purposes. Shit like that, right? So and, uh, we got another good one here from Billy Buns. Um, and this is something I've fucked up with in the past as well labeling your plants properly oh yeah don't just do it with like a sticker on the pot and things like that because if it gets yeah. wet it's falling off and then you lose what the fuck it was that, that that's a don't think thing. you'll remember either because mm -hmm. you're fucking old mm -hmm. you should know about the smoke right you guys should that's know about yeah you should smoke, know about the smoke at the end right yeah <laughs> but it, it's tell. an important one man it, it, you have to uh you have to really make sure you get that right use the things that you actually put in the soil there's them that backfired on me once when I transplanted and the damn mm -hmm. thing fell out. And that, that's like, <laughs> don't use popsicle sticks. Don't use wood and shit. Use plastic. Like, yeah. Label them even with like old fucking spoons, plastic spoons and knives. Those mm -hmm. were great for plant labels and just mm -hmm. write on there with a permanent marker. But mm -hmm. do something. Yeah. Keep yeah. track of your shit. And that's it. And keep it in the soil. And when you transplant, like Monkey said, make sure you move the fucking thing with it exactly you know? <laughs> it was fortunate that i had two of the same strain so as it grew i was like okay this one looks like this one i know what i had but, mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> but yeah, yeah that's yeah. an important one man it's an important one make sure you label your pots properly and your pot once it's in the jar yeah, well, that <laughs> is important what are you saying there Bob? Well, i was gonna say especially as a new grower it is a great idea to start a diary I know this is going to be a shameless mm -hmm. plug, but if you jump on the forum, start a diary, then you've got yourself something to go back on. So, because usually if something's going to go wrong, it'll be from something you did a few days, a few weeks prior uh, before you start seeing those things come up. And if you've got something to go back and look at what you were doing at that time, then you, it's easier for you to come through and work out what the problem may be mm -hmm. rather than just, blindly hoping and, and the other side of that too is if you're running photos or even running autos you've got a timeline you know when you popped it in the soil you know when it went into flower or when you switched over all that sort of thing um, it all matters and it's all and feed ratios that's the other side of that too you, you've yep. got your feed ratios down because the amount of times i've forgotten feed ratios because i'm oh that's sweet i'll just add a little bit more today and then a little mm -hmm. bit less on this one and then all of a sudden everything's fucked <laughs> and you can't remember where you were happens that's why i keep a hard copy <laughs> notebook right there by my feet where i mix feeds yep. and i write down the current mix and if i decide to change it i write down what i change it to so i'll always have a reference of where i was last i got another good one yeah defoliation man oh that's no. that's a big one there man yeah yeah it's like don't just go chopping shit off your plant for no reason <laughs> they just the internet leave it alone to, yeah if you if you search the internet to try and figure out how to grow for the first time it's you're gonna find people that'll tell you that those families aren't needed get rid of them oh All my right. gosh yeah. please don't mutilate your plants you took them out the way if you if uh if you can if you want to you know but it's better for each leaf to catch as much light as possible because that's what makes plant food and when you you I mean we're not saying the defoliation is a bad thing because it's not it's the, it's the correct thing to do but it has to be done at the right times of growth if mm -hmm. you're during the flowering stage and this is where your plant's going to start growing and like doubling or even trebling in size over just a couple of weeks don't take anything off until you see pom-poms forming like the proper female flowers because that's going through regenerative growth stage and if you do any trimming and the plant's going to carry on stretching like a motherfucker for ages. Mm -hmm. So wait until that's finished before you do any defoliation, like your lollipopping and things like that. That shouldn't be done until them flowers are showing. So just, just you'll see it. Mind. You'll see it settle too. That's, mm -hmm. that's the other side is when they stretch it, they'll, they'll go feral and then they'll just stop. 
like they kind of just slow up a little bit and then they'll they're not getting any taller they put the brakes on and, and then, they're done yeah yeah and then you'll see as you said you see those little afro things come up and um and they'll start to stack on a little bit then yeah okay get in there with some scissors clear out some of the stuff get some airflow going through um but just remember they're solar panels the more you yeah. leave on there the better it's going to be but you want to at least clear and let some airflow through and that'll help with things like um you know mildew and mold and stuff like that later on down the track mm -hmm. yeah, gg had a good to be an expert first time you try and do any kind of that kind of pruning come over to percy's ask questions will help you we'll guide you through it a tg got a good one there as well where did it go uh, don't fall for the hype yeah, yeah, man. That's that's very fucking important, everybody. I mean, you're going to see all these nutrient bottles and different foods for the plants, and it's going to be like they'll make out like you need this shit. You need this shit, eighty pound a bottle, but you really don't. And you can go with the basic, basic food. You're I mean, just using yeah. Canna A and B. It will get you through a grow, start yeah, to finish. There's, there's always like something new that's going to make your buds swell that much more and fatten up and be that much more terpy and this and that. But again, cannabis, like I said in the chat, that cannabis is a plant and you can grow it with regular plant shit. You don't need any of that. You can use it. It'll work probably, but it's probably excessive and, you know, not doing what it's actually says it's probably doing mm. in the way that it might uh, say it should do it, if you know what I mean. So, uh, yeah, again, keep it simple and don't fall for, you know, the big boobid, I always say, on the labels, you know, they're all yeah, fancy. You don't need fucking to buy the whole nutrient line. They keep them in fucking locked doors in a lot of places. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, I mean, it was, uh, some, I'm not going to mention any names, but you go to some of the sites, it's, it's like the expert grower category, and they've got every supplement of every of the grow line yeah. listed. On week one, you're doing this, da 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 it's yeah, so yeah, complicated. Yeah. It's like, man, it's a chemistry degree to go ahead and mix nutrients that day. No, nah, you don't need that by all means. Yeah. I have a couple couple that I add to my basics just because I found this is what I want to do. But yeah. I'm with TG, you don't really need them. I use mm -hmm. them because hey, it makes it what I want it. And, and here as well, um, just like segue from this in the chat, it, you can make your own nutrients at home if you have good compost or good, good worm bin then you can make your own nutrients at home. You don't have to go and buy it all from a shop. You can make your own shit. Yeah. Banana teas and things like that. Mm -hmm. So do that. That, yeah. that is so good in so many levels. Not to mm -hmm. mention you save money. You have your ingredients you need. You're diverting from the landfill and, and helping avert climate change shit. You know, mm -hmm. and it's, it's less work probably than fucking hauling this smelly, shitty garbage bag out and whatever. So like it's... Yeah, it does, the more you can do at your house or your area, wherever you might be, the, the better locally, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, just keep it simple. And, and remember, it's a plant, right? So just keep it healthy the whole time and you'll result in very excellent results. Like that's that's how mm -hmm. it goes. Kenneth in there has another good one. He said, uh, if there are heat issues during the summer, make the lights come on at night. And also avoids more expensive times of the day with the cost of living and all that. For sure, man, run your nights over, uh, run your lights overnight if you can. That's yeah. just going to help with temperature fluctuations and and usually people are at home at night as well, so that's when you can tend to them. You know, before you go to bed or early in the morning if there's enough time. So do that shit. And on that same point, if you live in an area that it's going to be absolutely ridiculous to cool that room over over a summer and stuff like it's the same here over over christmas here it gets so damn hot it's like 35 to 40 outside it's impossible to keep a grow room cool enough to be viable with by the time you're done like you, you end up paying um double the cost because you're cooling the house and the and the grow tent even at night because we we can get temps of like 30 degrees and it's still it's like midnight so it still stays warm. So you gotta you gotta be careful with that. Most of the time, if you're gonna do indoor runs here, you're better off sort of just as just at the end, tail end of summer to start and push through through winter all the way up through until spring. And then you're gonna be all right. Well, not have to pay extra money on fucking aircon and whatever mm -hmm, else. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many different tips and tricks to help people 
just have an easier grow, make an easier time of it. Because it can get stressful sometimes. You know, if things ain't going in the right direction, uh, you know, you're having trouble and you're just getting a bit overwhelmed with all the information out there. You know, it can make people not enjoy the hobby so much. And that's not what we want. We want everybody to enjoy this shit. <clears throat> so if you no. need any help at all, you, you know you can head over to percysgrown.com or you can even send us an email and we'll answer questions on the show like this. You know? Yeah, that's really actually really good advice. I can actually speak personally to that. Don't overdo it you know, mm-hmm. with plants, with, with just doing, trying to do too much, whether, you know, you want to get into breeding or something or like last week, the last couple of weeks, I've been harvesting a fuckload and I'm, it's, it's again, I was talking about the snow and shit. So it's not super conducive really for me to do anything drying wise right now. I don't have a ton of room and the amount of cannabis that I have coming down is excess well in excess of my drying space and so i'm like i've been very stressed uh, i'll just put it uh, about you know potentially degrading stuff and wasting all this time that first I world in. problems that is isn't it it's like I'm, it I'm is in a drying I mean, space for all of my cannabis <laughs> i know but I, it's just i did i overdid it right and or i didn't overdo it i just timed it very poorly and uh um and so i'm i've been very stressed you know about shit in the last few weeks because i don't want to ruin anything and you know i could have avoided this easily and i i was kind of dumb so try to you know proper planning and mm-hmm. and the most important to, thing is just just start just start doing it man that's the best tip you can get overall just start doing it if you haven't grown cannabis before do it man find a way if you even if you have to start off with a small grow in a small space and upgrade over time then that's perfectly okay, man. You just have to get started. Do it. You have to grow your mm. own plants, man, your own cannabis. It saves a stupid amount of money. It's a lot less risk. And it's just better cannabis. Simple. So Kenneth, Kenneth had a good question there about increasing humidity in early veg. Um, the cheapest way to do that is get yourself a pot of water and a towel, stick the uh, one end of that, like wet it down, obviously, ring it out, stick one end in the pot, hang up and blow a fan over it. That'll increase your humidity. And it's cheap. Well, I do that actually. I do it in a dry intent if if I have dry conditions around it in wintertime. Yep, yep. Or or you can go and get humidifiers or swamp coolers, Mm -hmm. whatever you want. I've got a big swamp cooler for that. You know, you don't necessarily need that though if if you're on your first grow and you hear about all this gear that you need, you know, you need need this uh, heaters coolers humidifiers dehumidifiers and all this shit you need the tent you need a light and you need the pots and whatever you're going to grow them in and extraction and if you need to start off with the bare minimum then just start off with the bare minimum and upgrade over mm. time i did it yeah all these all these extras are, are, you just get them as you go you don't you're not going to need them to get through like i mean you'll you get through quite a few grows without having to to go that far um it's only if you start again start growing things that need specific vpds and and you have to worry about it being perfect grow condition for that thing mm-hmm. to flourish that's when you start looking into that sort of thing but if you're just growing just to get yourself some smoke and get yourself in front no reason why you can't do that easily and cheaply and and get out of it fairly mm-hmm. cheap as you said, cheap tent, um, the light, yeah, that's going to be a big thing. And, and then obviously your medium. So if you're going to go things like hydro mediums, then you're going to be obviously have to add the cost of then nutrients from there as well. So just bear that in mind. Yeah, man. So lots of tips and tricks. So if you need any help at all, you know, you head over to percysgrown.com or send us an email or find us on social media and we'll be able to answer any questions that you have there. But we also have some listener mail questions that we should cover as well. And especially this one about Showtime from South Silly. So I thought we'd hit this one first. We just got daylight savings here. Is the Showtime still the same time in Britain? And yeah, we covered this in Cannabis News, but it's better for us to cover it again. So it goes out into the two different episodes. But uh, the whole daylight saving things is confusing because it happens here in the UK at one week and then Canada the next week and then somewhere else the next week and it takes a few weeks for everybody to just over it so mm. 
you can head over to the YouTube channel and that will tell you how long it is until the next next stream starts. And it'll tell you exactly what time it will start in the area you're checking the video out from. So that's helpful. But pretty much it's always 9 p.m. UK time. And when we're doing the GMT, it's at 9 p.m. And when we're doing the British summer time, it's at 9 p.m. So <laughs> but, you know, it's always GMT or UK time. But we're back on GMT now. The whole British summertime thing is unfortunately over and we're all going to yeah. freeze to death in the coming months. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just if you're ever worried and you don't know where it, what, what time it's going to start for you, just check out the Google clock and see what time it is GMT and make the adjustment or go and check out a YouTube video. Make sure you subscribe and hit the bell and it'll also send you an mm -hmm. alert. Yeah, notifications for sure. Good idea. Uh, yeah, so it's 9pm in the UK. Where, where, did you figure out what time it is in Australia? There, but what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so 8am Australian Easter Daylight Savings Time. So um, that's on East Coast. So for New South Wales and for Victoria, uh, it'll start an hour earlier at 7am for those in Queensland and I believe the NT in South Australia. And then it'll start at 5am. That's right, three hours, 5am for anyone on the West Coast. I do remember they had some weird time zones over there in Australia. When we went there, our 24-hour stream, GB was trying to keep up with it. It was unusual. And what about uh, US time, Monkey? Uh, 3 p.m. Eastern, did you say? Am I right? Uh, it'd be a 4 p.m. Eastern, a 3 Central, 1 p.m. Pacific time, 2, okay. 2 p.m. Mountain time. That's all of our time zones, except for, of course, Hawaii sitting out there. Yeah, and, and different places in Europe. We're only a few hours off. But yeah, so that, that, that's when we start, everybody. It would be good if we could see anybody over on the YouTube shows, youtube.com slash high and homegrown every Sunday at whatever time we've just mentioned here. So we'll see you there. Don't be late. Don't be late because <laughs> you'll miss the rants. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, we've got another one from I'm Sparky. One, one from I'm Sparky here. Uh, when assessing the completeness of a cure, what is a good average percentage of lost weight? in water content before placing in jars. It seems this would be a good method to use in addition to the traditional pencil-sized snap test. You mean drying, not curing, right? That's yeah, what I was like, thinking, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. They often get confused. A lot of people conflate the two for some, um, like, I guess they, they are similar processes, but mm -hmm. you need to dry. You have to dry. Yeah, you don't need to cure, but, you know, you should. It's just, yeah, it's just better to, yeah. Yeah. Um, but to your point, I would say 25% moisture or 75% moisture loss. Right. 24% mm. weight uh, of, of the wet weight mm -hmm. is, is yeah. dry, is dry plant generally. But the yeah. best way to tell is by snapping those shards, by snapping the, the stems mm. and at the bottom of the bud as well. Don't like to snap it at the bottom of the branch and then take the bud off at the top. But on the base of the bud, just see if it snaps or bends. And if it snaps, it's good to go in jars, man. I mean, new growers sometimes are curious what it's going to yield and after they harvest it. So if you if you do your wet weight, generally after drying, it's going to be one fourth of what you just weighed wet. Very, yeah. very close, actually. It works really yeah, well. Pretty, pretty darn close. Mm -hmm. Great way to do uh, those guessing games, you know, guess the dry weight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. I just dry, cure, and then weigh. <laughs> That works. If I, if I weigh it wet, I'm always disappointed. I don't even I don't weigh, weigh it, man. <laughs> don't even weigh the shit. It's disgusting. I don't, I don't weigh it anymore. <laughs> I, I do weigh before I put it up for cure, but I like weighing, you know, because I like to know the, you know, the efficiency of the grow or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's so well done. You know, light to light, because I do, you know, demos of lights or whatever, or I try to. And it's interesting to see the difference because I grow pretty much. Everything else is consistent. The only thing that would be different would be the strains um, and the light sometimes. But, uh, you know, data like that's pretty cool. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, anyway. Because you're running, you're running the, the Spider Farmer SE 5000 no, in there? The 5000, yeah, now I am. I used yeah. to have just a, a quantum board, the, the standard four panel um, quantum board, but this thing has way better coverage. And I'm average, I got yeah. like a quarter pound per plant and I got eight plants in that thing. So like nice. oh, it's a weed. Yeah. You 
Yeah, I really like those ones because I got the seven thousand for mine, and um, and that covered the coverage on it's perfect. Yeah, like, it's you nice. get not, like zero fall off. I did watch a video. Shane did a new review on GML's new Tarantula Vulcan. That motherfucker set some records. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's the best light there is on the market now. Apparently, sweet um, efficiency wise, it looks fucking badass. But um, it's uh. Yeah, I don't know if I'll get that one. I'm pretty happy with my shit now, but like, fuck. <laughs> There's some beasts out there now, for sure. Mm-hmm. Coverage-wise. It's, coverage is important, really important. Spectrum and coverage, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, most lights will have concentrations of it in the middle, and then you really die off as you move to the outsides a lot of the time. But uh, so, you know, you don't get the same amount of light in those outside plants, and you don't get the same amount of yield at all. So, mm. yeah important but yeah man so we have another question here from south that we want to get the next couple done before the next 420 arrives so, uh south silly also asks here not sure if it's been covered already but cleaning smoking and vaping devices glass bongs different vapes pipes uh cleaning products options versus natural diy just a thought i have a 14 inch long glass gandalf that is a nightmare to clean Isopropyl mm. alcohol is your best friend when it comes to cleaning, smoking yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, isopropyl and salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he had mentioned down later in the thread though that he uh, the openings are very small in here and he has trouble getting any, you know, anything of size down in to help him scrub with. But mm-hmm. you know, uh, table salt is going to be the best thing you can do. But what about like a really mostly? fat piece of string or something that would you know basically fill the whole hole that you could feed through somehow maybe mm-hmm. i guess you couldn't get it all the way through to pull through that well, like cleaning the door on a rifle yeah like yeah well you said he, he so, uh successful with an extra long pipe cleaner after after it's been soaked yeah. for a while is what mm-hmm. he, okay, what he said means, but he was just looking good. if there's anybody has anything that you know maybe some magic stuff that just melts everything out and you're done what? i'm kind of curious I... if it's an all glass gandalf I know acetone will clean glass much more aggressively than uh, alcohol will. I'm just curious if that would be a, a better choice. But of course, it's going to be way more aggressive and dangerous on your hands and everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you use isopropyl on wooden pipes? Yes, I, uh, isopropyl you... works fine on wooden pipes as long as they're finished with a, with a polyurethane, which is oh, going to be good. isopropyl resistant. But again, you do not want to use anything but isopropyl on wooden pipes because of that. No. Stonewolf, yeah. don't use metho, bro. <laughs> Please don't use metho. It leaves an oily film on things. Mm. So unless you rinse it completely, yeah, it'll eat all the tar. It'll it'll strip a whole lot of stuff, but it yeah, you just gotta be careful. Because you last thing you want to be breathing in fumes from metho. Now I know um I'll, I'll try to repeat it as, as best as I can remember it. I know Spartan Ground had mentioned that someone was using natural terpenes to clean pipes with glass pipes and they were using orange peels that had been uh basically after you peel the orange you soak it in vinegar and he's after a while he says the terpenes are absorbed by the vinegar and you take and dilute the vinegar with water and use that to clean the pipes no way right so i mean this is all memory never done it i use we have a product here called the orange tko that i use to clean my pipes it's similar Food, yeah, it's food grade delimiting with a with a proprietary emulsifier. Mm-hmm. You mix it with a little bit of water, and like it's it cleans fucking everything. It's so good. Not only like resin. I, I actually tried to to get it like passed for QA at work for cleaning our our boiling flask and distillation because it's it's really good. Um, oh. But yeah, like terpenes are 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 soluble solvents themselves right you can dissolve like that's kind of like vaguely the process of mining diamonds where the terpenes and the the the, uh the thca crystals separate you know out um, because they're semi-soluble in each other or whatever like but yeah um terpenes definitely work for sure Um, you gotta be careful because they they're pretty you know smelly and uh, can be irritable, certain. Mm-hmm. I think delimiting, delimiting is used in, like you said, the orange shit. That's that's what that is. So orange oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I use it all the time. It works great. Yeah. What's what's this Mother Nature wizardry about a fungal solution? 
that cleans dab rigs. Oh yeah, you got, you got me interested. <laughs> you got me it really. Where is this fucking Molly pipe? And then you just. <laughs> We have one more question here from Backblast uh, from over at the forum. When making bubble hash, is it better to use fresh frozen or dry flour trim? Flour slash depends. De- depends what hash you're making. Right. Can you elaborate? <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> if you're if if you're going for like live live hash, um, then you want to use fresh fresh frozen and quickly. So you want to basically freeze it. And then go straight, like, you know, once it's frozen, maybe a day or so in the freezer and then wash it, then you're going to get the biggest amount of terps and everything off it. Um, But if you're just going for just standard um, dry sift hash, like a a dry, your trim hash or whatever, um, then yeah, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. You can go the other way, but you get the best flavor and the best terps out of fresh frozen. Mm. That's how I make mine. I just chop it, freeze it straight in and then put it through the washing machine about a day or two later and it comes out terpy as fuck nice do you make uh you've been making hash lately tg anything to add to that no <laughs> i need <don't have> <laughs> some dry soaps with my bubble bags got some dry ice and shit i think but uh eventually but no um Fresh frozen. I don't. I don't know too much about the fresh frozen. Yeah, I thing. You know, I would say bubbles right, or he's definitely he does it. So he knows more than I do about it. But uh, yeah, sweet. That's I just can't remember what can't remember what they call it. I've just done it for that long now. I don't even think about Gilbert it. Gilbert would probably know too. He's more of a, a hash. Yeah, definitely, sure. you never all the answers for that. Yeah. Yeah, man. So cool. Hope that answers your questions, everybody. Uh, but I think yeah. that's it for the questions and the tips and tricks. Of course, there's always more tips and tricks. This list is not exhaustive and all that shit. Uh, there's plenty more. If you have any specific questions that you'd like us to answer, then you can find us over at persuasgoroom.com and all of that sounds yeah. shit. And there we go, everybody. Now, just like we said in this episode, if you want to know what time the next live show is, head over to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash high on homegrown, and you'll see the next episode is scheduled there. And that will tell you what time it starts for you, wherever you are in the world. And just so you know, next week's episode is going to be about how to get big yields from your cannabis growth. So it's something everybody should be tuning in for because that's something that we all like to see, right? In the meantime, as usual, as I say every week, thank you very much for downloading and listening to the show. We massively appreciate every single one of you listeners who take the time to download and listen to the show. It's awesome. Thank you very much. And I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you enjoy the next episode too. So thank you. Uh, Have a good week. Have a good weekend. I hope to see you on the live show on Sunday. But if not, we'll be back with the cannabis news on Monday. We'll see you then. Have a good weekend, everybody. Stay high. Stay safe. And we'll see you on Sunday, hopefully. Goodbye.